Welcome to Masters of Employee Development, Mike Hacker's podcast devoted to training team members in any type of organization. As a best-selling author, corporate trainer, and business leader, I seek out guests each week to discuss training successes, challenges, and best practices. On this show, you will hear from incredible CEOs, HR directors, and other experienced managers responsible for leadership and development. Lean in, listen, and take part in a community dedicated to improving life through increasing leadership. Tony, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for being on it with me. Yeah, thank you for having me. I'm excited. Well, let's go ahead. Before we dive in, tell us a little bit about who you are and tell us a little bit about your company. Then we'll get into that meat of developing people. Yeah, well, I, uh, yeah, so Tony Smith, I've been here at Restaurant 365 since the inception. So we started it about 10 years ago. And Restaurant 365, in brief, is a restaurant management software company. So we provide software solutions for restaurants, but more for the management side of it than what you as a guest would would experience. So all around food ordering and employee scheduling and accounting and financial reports and that sort of thing. It's a pretty robust solution for, for groups. It mainly used by groups that have multiple locations. Perfect. And so much of that goes into even the culture building of the restaurant. And I know that you're big into culture. I was looking at your LinkedIn profile where we actually met. And so talk to us a little bit about the culture and how, how software influences culture. And talk to us a little bit about the culture of the company that you've built. Yeah. Yeah. So twofold, how does our product help influence the culture at customers? I believe if you have a culture of technology, of being data-driven, right, of, of wanting to, to dig into the results you're having instead of just enjoying the good times, you know, when you have them, um, and being more deliberate about it, then that's where bringing in a system like that will help you to build your company around the system and all the insights that it provides. And, and so I think that that's an important part of culture, really any company is, I think people should be data oriented and looking at, at that information so that you can make quick decisions. One of my kind of silly, I have a bunch of silly mantras, but one of them is this acronym GDA that I made up. It's basically gather as much info as possible, then decide quickly. And then once you've decided, act immediately. So like GDA, and then you just repeat it and you keep iterating. And so it's all about how much info can I get before I need to make a decision? But once you do, you decide and then just act and then be iterative about it. And, and so that's something that I think is probably built into our internal company culture as well. And really just an underlying uh, feeling of growth and learning, you know, personal growth, not just company growth. Company growth is great, but also personal growth. And I think when someone brings that attitude of learning and you accentuate that, uh, one of the aspects there is humility it has to be a part of it because you're admitting there's something you don't know, right? And and so you have the humility side of the learning, but then also um, there's the the eagerness and the growth that comes with that. And when individuals grow, of course, the organization benefits. So those are just some thoughts on it. Uh, fantastic. The GDA right there, I'll put that in the show notes because I really like that. Gather, direct, and act right there. Oh, decide and act. Yeah. And it says on your LinkedIn profile that you're a, a dad joke connoisseur. So, so I like that you got, you said that this is cheesy, but I didn't really think that was cheesy. That was, yeah. that was, that's fantastic. That's one of those nuggets that I think people walk away with going, yeah, gather, decide, act. 
And I love that you talk about systems here, that your the software ultimately takes the complexity of managing all of the different things and then takes that and puts it off to the side so that you can really be there with people and really help them. What are some of the areas that you're telling people you need to learn a lot? Because you're telling that to your staff, but you're also telling that to restaurants. So let's go to the restaurant side first. What is it that you feel like people in the restaurant industry industry need to learn so that they could improve the culture and improve the effectiveness? Yeah. Well, you you mentioned there, restaurateurs want to spend time thinking about their guests and thinking about their food, right? What's the next great dish you're serving or what's the quality of it? Those are exciting things. What's not exciting to think about? Uh, paying my bills, you know, or things like that are not exciting. The restaurant management side of it, the administration. And so what we really hope is that our system can handle a lot of those responsibilities for them, where they can have much less interaction there and dedicate their time to doing those things that are more meaningful and exciting for them as an individual leading this restaurant. And one way we like to talk about it is Uh, You know, a restaurant manager at a given store can have a huge impact on how that store performs. And so if you have a great manager at one spot and a poor manager at another, you're going to see really varied results. And so what we try to do is add a toolkit on top of the manager, kind of this backpack, put on the backpack of Restaurant 365, and then let us raise the level of all your managers so they can perform at the level of the top one because we'll handle all of the administrative clerical type stuff. They don't have to spend their energy there. So yeah, that's how we help focus on the restaurant side. Because often really there's two different skills that's needed for a restauranteur or a manager of a location. You got the administration that you need to do. You just got to do that. And some are better at that. But then you also need the the people part, the developing people. And so you're saying, we're going to free you up. We're going to give a system to you to free you up so that you can manage people. Is that a good summary of that? Yeah, that's a good way to put it. Yeah. If you look at restaurants in general, have some of them vary, but between 70% and 100% turnover within one year of their employees. And so it's extremely important to not only be able to recruit and find new employees, but really when you can focus on building up the employees in the restaurant and employee retention, then that makes a huge difference. If your restaurant had 50% turnover, just think of how much better you're going to be service-wise than someone who has 75 or 100%. And so the managers being able to dedicate some time and energy to the individuals is going to make a huge difference there. Absolutely. You know, I get a little bit of passion about this specific area because I cut my teeth in the restaurant business. That's where I got into the workforce when I was in college and working as a waiter and all those kind of places. Do you have that background as well, by the way? So I have I worked at a pizza joint. Uh, that is my background in, in restaurants. I think everybody needs to do some kind of food industry at some point in time in life. That's right. It, it gives you a good perspective. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, you're a restaurant. The reason that we started this business is because restaurants are so unique. It's it's unlike most any other kind of business because you you're dealing with the, the end customer like a retail store. But then you're not buying goods like, you know, say Walmart, you're not buying bikes and selling them. You're like a mini manufacturing plant that's creating this meal 
on the fly, right when someone asks for it. And so you have this, this manufacturing element to it. You have definitely the interpersonal connection. You know, they say it's the hospitality industry, but very different from a hotel where you just have rooms and someone comes and checks in and they go there. Restaurant is just on the fly. You have to use your brain all the time to make these little changes and adjustments. And so, yeah, I think that there's a lot of energy that comes from that and a lot of learning that can come from it. The interesting thing about what you have created right here is you're taking, you're taking that all that stuff that's going on, all that energy, all your mind stuff, and you've almost offloaded some of it. I've read how the internet has caused us to offload some. Socrates talked about how as soon as we started writing things down, we started offloading our memory to different to different <laughs> written parchments. And you're offloading that thought process so that you can do more over here and more development, more team management. Do you also point to different areas that managers need to be helping their teams build in? Is that something that Restaurant 365 does as well? And if so, what areas do you think that these managers, because this is relevant to everybody on the podcast, what area do they need to grow in? Well, so uh, from an employee perspective at the restaurant, we we have a scheduling module that will recommend to the manager who might be best to work at different times, right? Because we're also forecasting how busy they'll be at different times. So the manager then works with that and they can record all of the employees with their levels of skill set and things like that so that it helps them to know who is at what level at any given time. And then they can also record things in a module called the manager log, such as maybe a guest complaint or some other issue like that around, they can associate it with the employees. And it'll also link when the employee maybe was late to work. And, and so then as they give do the reviews, not as much to penalize, but more to coach the people. They can go back and look at the employee record and use it for that. And then, of course, we have a mobile app that the employees use as well to chat with one another and stay connected to. So That's great. You're hitting a whole bunch of areas here. And as we're putting together this podcast and show, it's all about developing people, masters of employee development, team development group development. And so there's so much here that you're providing for the managers to develop people. Let's go into your business now and talk to me about what you're doing to develop your teams and really talk us through a little bit of the the growth of the company and maybe some key roles and people who have been with you along the way. Give us an understanding of it before we unpack some of the principles like the GDA. Yeah. So Restaurant 365 had some great years of of growth. You know, it was really exciting after we got our product off the ground and after we started to go out to market with it, which took us a few years there, you know, really get the core product completed. And and so once it was going out to market, it's very exciting. We we saw basically doubling in size each year for maybe five straight years or something like that. And, And so it was great to see it be received in the industry. And with that came a lot of internal employee growth, which was twofold. One, we had to add more employees, so employee headcount growth, but also individuals that were with us needed to grow and expand and wear different hats. You, know, you always hear people say, oh, at the start of the company, I wore 10 hats and now I only wear one. And sometimes that might feel like you're decreasing in responsibility, but really as the company grows, that one hat you wear might 
have a much larger purview than all 10 of the hats that you were wearing early on. And so because of that, it requires a lot of adaptation from each individual employee, especially people who were there from the early days. And so it's been exciting over the years to see some of those people that are still with us today. You know, when we had eight employees and, and they were with us to now see the roles that we're all performing at this point. I mean, I'm I'm no exception, right? I was just an initial employee and, and now I'm the CEO. What does the CEO do? I don't know. I'm figuring that out still, right? As we go. So um, yeah, so it is fun to see that development from, from all of the different people here uh, at the company. And, and so many of them have taken on that challenge and stepped up. I've talked to some business leaders who tell me, you know, you need to level up your team X number of times between this level of revenue and that level of revenue. And you're, you're going to cycle through, for example, your executives multiple times because people are only so capable. But I've, I've taken a little different approach. There are times when people aren't right for a role, but a lot of times you do need to level up, I will agree, but the individual can level themselves up instead of having to replace them in order to do it. And I've seen so many examples of people then leveling up themselves to be ready for that next wave. And, and then we've seen that multiple times throughout our business as we've grown in scale. And, and so that's uh, that's been really exciting to be able to see. And being part of a growing company, that's a big part of our culture is, is our company growth. And, and so being part of a growth company definitely gives a lot of opportunity for people to do that. Well, you've created an ethos that if you develop yourself, you'll you'll have new roles there. That's right, and that's probably a lot different than than that. I've heard that too with businesses, and I've been in those spots, and I've run companies and run different organizations where you hire someone, and after a period of time, you realize this person isn't going to make it to that that next level. And for me, there was always a sense of like, oh, did I fail? Did I fail them not getting them to that spot? and not being able to develop them. What are you doing to make sure that these people, what, what are you doing as a, maybe when you were more directly involved with some of these people to make sure that they are ready for that next step? Yeah, and, and so my my view might be skewed a little bit now in my current role, but I think that either way, it's very important to give them a couple things. One of those is the vision of where you're going or where you can go, you know, because if they have a grander vision, then they might want to stretch themselves to be part of that. So, so one is really have the vision out there. Number two is to give people some autonomy so that they are able to lead and guide themselves. If there's nothing worse in trying to grow people than to micromanage how they need to grow. Because then that the one of the biggest parts of growth is that they're bought into it, they're choosing to do it, they're dedicating to it. And so if you're dictating to them what they're going to do, you're really stifling who they can become. So give them the vision, give them the autonomy, and then last is give them the resources. And so that could be a number of different tools. You know, for example, it could be software that helps them in their job. It could be a learning program that they take. Like, for example, we have all our managers at the company take something called the Manager Bootcamp, which is a, a third-party uh, manager training that I think is fantastic. So, so there's resources that you can provide people with to allow them to level themselves up as well. So it's kind of like you said before there, um, I guess a, a way to say it is, you may feel that the company has outgrown someone, but as long as people continue to grow alongside it, then, then you never have to outgrow anybody. 
So, well, go back to that vision part right there because that vision part, as you said, it. I'm looking back at times where I've done that well and times where I haven't done that well, Tony. And sometimes I've painted a picture and then the company hasn't grown to to provide that as a reality, or I painted the picture not realizing that the person doesn't have skills to actually get there, no matter how hard we try. Other times it has worked. So my mind's going towards two failures, one success. So how do you make sure that when you're painting that picture of a vision, it is not something pie in the sky and it's not something that is over their head? Yeah, I think you need multiple levels of it. So the way we do it, we set these broader targets that are three years out, right? I mean, none of this is rocket science, but we do, we set three-year broader targets where people can all see, wow, can we really be there in three years? And, you know, possibly, but to do that, what do we need to do in this year? And then we'll set a few targets for this year, like maybe five, and then you bring it down to the quarterly level. And there at the quarterly level, we're setting these uh, objectives for each department might have three to six of these each department, each quarter. And as you achieve most of those, we don't expect to achieve all of them because we set very lofty goals. But as you achieve most of them, at the end of the quarter, you go look back and you've accomplished so much towards that one-year plan. And by the time you get to four quarters of it and you get to the end of the year, you've delivered on almost everything or maybe everything that you set out to for the year. But if we if we treated it like set it and forget it and you set the goal and then you hope everyone gets there, you never get there. Right. So it's, it's gotta be very incremental. It's probably back to that GDA thing. Like you just, you gotta be iterating all the time on this. So making real concrete objectives that are individual oriented so that specific people can have an impact on it has been very helpful for us. So, so it's almost like saying, Hey, this is where we see you going and this role going in a hiring process. And let's Mm -hmm. talk about that in a moment. And we, we see you going here. And now we're not just going to put it out there like, hey, this might happen. This is the three-year plan for you to get there. Is yeah. it kind of like that? Yeah, yeah. Laying laying that out. If you Anytime you can lay out more of a roadmap, I think it, with that vision is the most important starting point uh, for helping people to develop. Uh, it's not a perfect science. You, you can't always lay out exactly the steps that are going to be along the path. Because if you're a growing and changing business, you know, things are going to adjust. And and part of the strength of, of people becoming better themselves is flexibility. Sometimes people ask me, what are the most important attributes that someone can have, right? And one of them I usually say is flexibility, because you have to be able to take whatever comes and then strategically decide, how do I respond to this? And And so part of it is ingraining that flexibility in people to not say, here's the three-year path and that's exactly what's going to happen. And I guarantee it, you can't do that. So So flexibility is one. What are some of the other attributes that you usually talk about? Yeah. One that I probably already mentioned is the love of learning. I I think people need to be flexible and I think they need to love to learn. Um, And then lastly, I, I think the attribute of Uh, Well, we have our core values that basically whittle down to those, right? Our four core values are one, we love good food, obviously, because of the industry, (laughs) right? Um, Number two, share positive vibes. So, So something there for me on positive vibes is not just that we're sitting around sipping pineapple juice on a beach or something, but more positive vibes. Yeah, that's fun. But positive vibes in terms of how we react to the things that happen around us in the business, right? So there's stressful situations and then you can snap at someone, you know, or someone doesn't deliver, you can be angry about it. Mm -hmm. Uh, But instead, I I have a couple sayings I like people to to follow usually is, um, 
instead of backstabbing someone, you know, creating politics in the organization, do friendly front stabbing, like come right to them and say, hey, I'm just trying to help you grow. Here's something I noticed about you, right? Instead of going and telling their boss or something like that. And, and then how do you receive that type of feedback if someone gives that to you? Well, instead of don't shoot the messenger, I like to say fist bump the messenger. So you thank them. Hey, thank you for having the confidence to come and tell me that. That takes some courage to say that to my face. And I appreciate it because we're all here to learn and grow. So that's the positive vibes one for me. Um, There's a confidence that comes with that. Then there's solve problems together is one of them. And, And so willing to work with others, but towards a solution. There's a time in our business where we talk so much about innovation and innovation is great, but I actually don't care about innovation if it's not solving someone's problem. You can create the shiniest, coolest looking thing. But yeah. If it doesn't solve a problem, it's not worthwhile. And so for me, that's a huge one is that you have a mentality towards always solving problems. And, right. and then lastly is relentlessly seeking greatness. And right, that, that's just a, a built in uh, piece of you that always wants to be better. That probably speaks to the learning one that I, I mentioned earlier. Now, where does your own personal love for learning show up? Because I see it in yourself. I see it in what you're doing here for others and giving some of what you've talked about putting on the show here. I see it in your employee culture. So, and of course, even your, your product is about learning. So where does your own love of personal growth and learning come from? Uh, Probably all of my inadequacies, you know, (laughs) I constantly recognize that I'm not there yet. And so I, I want to be there. So I have this drive to learn more. And somehow as you learn more, it becomes apparent that you're still not there in other ways that you didn't even know existed before. And so because of that, because I'm never there, I just have this drive that I always need to learn that next thing. Maybe that's the one, maybe around that corner is the end. And I'm like, oh, I've done it. You know, I've, I've accomplished it all, but it, it never seems to be the case. So that's really where the drive comes for me. One of the things I, I get to do is I get to work with a lot of professionals who want to break through barriers. And so I, I get to coach them. And I love that you're talking about there's these barriers that people have and they're setting themselves up for the future. And I think when a when a person, when an employee, maybe they don't have a manager who's developing them. Maybe they don't have a leader who's investing in them. Maybe they don't have the systems and the vision that you've talked about, but they're listening here and not waiting and saying, hey, that's the manager's issue. That's the the company's culture. I don't have that. But taking that positive look and going, you know what, it's up to me. Because if they develop themselves, they'll they'll value themselves higher and they'll be more valuable. Is that something you're looking for when you're hiring someone? You're going, is this person or better yet, what is it that you're looking for when you're hiring someone? Mm. Yes, I I am looking for that. Uh, early in my career, I I tried to do I tried to live some of that where I would say, hey, at the beginning, I don't care what you pay me. I believe that if I can come in and make a difference, it will be valuable to the organization, and then we'll figure figure out a more reasonable amount up front. I'm not trying to come in negotiating the peak from the beginning, right? I'm um, I, I I like it when people come in without a feeling of entitlement. Right. That's a big one for me when when I'm looking for people, because I think that shows a lot of different aspects of their personality or attitude if they do or don't have entitlement. If you have entitlement, then you probably already think you've arrived, you know, and so I deserve this. If you have entitlement, you may not be willing to work quite as hard for things as you should. You may be lacking the humility side of it. And so people who aren't entitled, that that's that's a big, uh, big deal to me. I love it. That's 
the uh, book by Patrick Lencioni that's on my shelf over here. I don't know where it is over here called, um, I don't know, it's the ideal team player. That's what it is. Mm-hmm. He talks about being humble, hungry, and smart. Oh, I like that. Yeah. And just even what you're talking about right there just made me think, ah, oh, that's, that's what he's talking about. They got that humility, but they are driven to learn and to grow and to contribute. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. What are some of the challenges that you face and how are you overcoming those challenges? I always like to see, and not in terms of the industry, because obviously right now we're in a pandemic and there's all kinds of challenges. Yeah. But what kind of what kind of organizational people building that kind of challenges? And, and we'll kind of wrap up with this question and really help other people identify with what you are seeing. Yeah. Well, it, it's it's probably funny, but one of the biggest challenges we have right now is just getting enough people, uh, you know, to join us on the journey because uh, the restaurant industry was subdued for a bit. And right now things are coming back strong and, and we are trying to respond to that by growing our own business quite a bit, right? So we're ready to work with all the restaurants in the best way possible. And so as we're, we're trying to grow very rapidly in headcount right now, and it's a pretty tough hiring market to go out and get a whole bunch of people. So our biggest challenge is actually that right now is, is finding uh, enough people that are ready to to come in and work hard and join us. Luckily, we've we have been bringing on a lot of talented people. You know, I think last quarter we probably hired fifty people or something, and 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 so it's been exciting each quarter to be able to do some of this. Um, but but yeah, that that's actually been the biggest challenge right now. So what is it that you're training them on? Because you're bringing them in fast. So how are you getting them up to speed? And what is your training process for them? Yeah, we have certain roles in the business where you can really come in at an entry level and then we're going to coach you through. We have these plans, how you're going to learn to do those positions. And, and it still takes time to bring people up to speed. But all you really need is to bring, um, you know, the willingness to learn it and the willingness to work hard. And you're, you're going to be able to succeed in that. And then we have some positions that require a very specific restaurant technology type of expertise. And on those, we really have to find people who have a certain background first and then build from there with them. Um, but but yeah, as we've been doing that, we've, we've seen a lot of success in bringing people in from all walks of life. I don't like to just find one type of candidate or I don't like to get people that everyone might say, are rock stars. That, that was kind of a funny one to me. I don't want just a bunch of rock stars or superstars or whatever you call it, because you notice a lot of the people in the company that are some of the biggest difference makers don't get as much of the limelight, but they've been there a long time and they continually improve themselves and make these differences. But they aren't these differences that are huge and flashy, but those are some of the most valuable people. And so, yeah, I, I, I like that we hire a very diverse set of, of skills instead of looking for one type of candidate because they can all learn into it in different ways. I love it. I, I think about five different areas when I'm talking about hiring and just in my own past. And so this is a little bit like Patrick Lencioni's, but not quite. So you got to have the intellect. You got to have the understanding. You got the technical skills. That's what you're talking about for those restaurant technical areas. But then you got to have the soft skills, Yeah, especially if you're going to be in management. Boy, you, you can't have- teach those very well too. That's tough. Right. If you don't have those, I mean, it takes a while and then you have to have the drive and that's hard to teach too. And then the humility. So a little bit added into what Patrick Lencioni does. I love what he does. Hey, Tony, this has been great. I I really appreciate it. I want to honor our time here. Is there anything that you just say, Mike, I want to make sure people get this when they're in developing, developing teams. I want to make sure they understand this key principle. 
I think the key principle is something I, I said near the beginning, and that is just please don't micromanage the people because you take so much away from their, their ability to grow and expand. You've likely, whoever's listening to this in your organization, you've likely got a ton of talented people. Let them use that. Let them showcase the talent. Give them the resources that they need to learn and grow and let them run with it. I love it. That's great encouragement. Tony, thank you so much for being on the program. Really appreciate it. Yep. It's been fun. Thanks, Mike. And to everybody listening, thank you so much for tuning in, checking this out. Make sure that you would like, subscribe, share, follow. Check out Tony Smith. I'll put in Restaurant 365 and I'll put in his LinkedIn profile and his restaurant profile or his company profile so you can check out what they're doing. Have a great week. Until next time. Thanks for listening to Masters of Employee Development. Do you know someone who would be a great guest? Send them to mikeacker.com forward slash apply. Do you want the show notes? Go to connect.mikeacker.com. Until next time, subscribe, rate, and give a review on Amazon or iTunes or your favorite platform.